You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Jackson. Correct, Jordan Hare Stadium time is 9.06 p.m. You are turning into the Orange and True broadcast. I'm your host, not Son of Crow, but Ryan Starrett. On Twitter, at Ryan S. Starrett, and the S stands for... Do you guys know what the S stands for? Um, I don't think you do. Stats? <laughs> Sanitary. S- stud I'll keep- recruits? I'll keep it secret for now. To one side of me across the magic of the internet, the man with some rocking blue light-up headphones, AU Chief. Hello. And on the other side, filling in for Son of Crow, the man who follows way more 18-year-olds on social media than you do, hopefully, AU Nerd. <laughs> some, somebody's got to do it. Well, that, that depends <laughs> if you're... Uh, <laughs> that depends if you're in the, you know, 16 to 25 crowd, you probably follow more 18 year olds than he does i there's no 16 year olds to listen to us is there your your sister she has listened to us i don't i don't think she's a <laughs> weekly oh, she dropped out early she's not yeah. a yeah. pretty quickly okay. Okay. yeah well right off the top uh in the spirit of our missing co-hosts let's talk about luka Doncic. you mean uh the greatest player in the world i mean one of two he, he was a part of a, a trade where he and the other guy was a pretty equal trade, I think. <laughs> okay, Ryan. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. Man, is there anyone that thinks that was a good trade? Trey Young. Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah. I guess he's the only one. Well, no. Does he think that's a good trade? Wouldn't he rather be in Dallas? I don't know. I mean, what's what's the perception about being in Dallas versus Atlanta? I mean, they've won a basketball championship. And oh, okay. I, I was talking about the city. But. Oh, eh, Dallas is cool. I like Dallas better than Atlanta. I think. How are the How are the wings in Dallas though? They got Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> Wingstop, Magic City. Oh, no, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, Luca did. I mean, he's one of only. There's a ridiculously low number of players that have done what he did um, in in that game. He's the youngest player to ever. By far score, the youngest to have a triple double and score forty points. Um, and, Get a game winner. And he sparked a uh, great discussion on uh, inside the NBA uh, between uh, Chuck, Shaq, Ernie, and Kenny. I've got that sound clip of Ernie that uh, <laughs> never gonna uh, delete that one. Such a ringtone now. <laughs> Can I Austin's say it? Austin's a really <laughs> easily shoutable name, which I think is a super positive. If you're going to be burying game-winning threes, oh, to yeah, have a name that's just yeah, two rolls off the tongue as, yeah. you, as you scream it drunkenly from the crowd. 
yeah. Is he, Luka um, going to be the next? Uh, everybody has his jersey, even if they're not a Dallas fan. It's be the next uh, one of those. Probably, yeah. Because like it was Steph for a while. Sure. Um, you know, plenty of little. A lot, a lot yeah. of kids are going to like this guy. I think. Right. Got Steph, Luca, Okoro. There's kind of just that's kind of where the yeah where sure. the wave yeah. of this is He's clearly going. Next in the pipeline. Top three well, players. So speaking of Isaac, uh, there, there's a chance, not likely, but there's a chance that he could be the highest uh, draft pick out of Auburn in NBA history. Sure, that's that is wild because like I, I know we're all big fans of him here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about him plenty on this show before, but I, we don't view him that way, though. I don't think like he's not. He's not on the hall of the uh, Mount Rushmore of Auburn basketball. Well, because he was only here a year, yeah. right? And, and he didn't play... get to play any postseason games. So. Yeah, he didn't even play thirty games, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, thirty, but just right there. Right. right. Um, but ten years from now, fifteen years from now, like we might look back and be like, "Oh yeah, he was," you know, Charles Barkley, sure, you know, Chuck Person, and, and even Isaac like, Okoro, and he... Those are the the best players in Auburn history. And he, it wasn't like he was putting up like 30 a night either. Like right. it's very, I mean, obviously there's, right. I think it speaks to to him as a player, but you know, usually when you think about it, you're like, Oh man, I watched him drop, you know, like you know, I think when like Ben Simmons used to do at LSU or like Anthony Edwards was doing at Georgia, uh, which kind of makes it even crazier. Cause you're like, how good you have to be yeah. <laughs> to, to be this wanted. Oh, uh, I, I do remember Anthony Edwards having a pretty garbage game against Isaac Coro. So, yep. <laughs> well, uh, Isaac was our entire defense, basically. Like, without him, we had a huge drop off. Yeah, yeah, so, those, yeah. those two games made it very clear uh, <laughs> where where that team was without him. Yeah, I mean, and even though we had, we there were some other decent defenders on on the team. It's just he he was the only guy that could defend the perimeter uh, consistently. Yeah, well, it would um, be like a. a lineup in baseball loses cleanup hitter. Like sure. Everybody has to move up in the order and like, it just doesn't work as well. Yeah. You know, when you have Isaac, he, he lets everybody else look better. Well, or cause he's taken on the brunt of whoever the best player is. I think what, what did him, what has him rated so highly I, I, coming out of high school, everybody knew he could defend one through five basically. Right. Um, and, it, it was just a question of, well, this guy doesn't really score a lot because he didn't in high school. And, I mean, there were games where he did yeah. score. Uh, it, you know, his, his three-point shooting was okay. It wasn't great. It, um, it was pretty below average, to yeah. be honest. I mean, um, for a lottery pick, it's bad. Right, but he can get to the rim. Right. Um, and there's just the fact that he can defend anybody. Is, is what's going to get him drafted so highly. I, I think, you know, if he could shoot, if he had been able to shoot 28% from three, I think maybe you see him go a lot higher. Um, but I think it was down closer to 20%, wasn't it? Or 22? I think it was like 25. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. If he had broken the 30% mark, yeah, if he got, which is 30% means you're, you're an acceptable three point shooter. They'll let you right. do it a little bit. Yeah. I, I think a good three point shooters can be closer to 40. But. Yeah. If he was in the in the thirties, he would probably be a, the He'd be a top three pick. Top three pick, yep, exactly. Um, which is not to say that that's 
right because I think Isaac Okoro is a great player who who can contribute without having to shoot a bunch of threes. And some team's going to get a steal because they know that. So, so where he's projected to go, he's he's kind of a fourth to eighth pick in that range. Yep. So that would either be the Bulls, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Pistons, or the Knicks. Oh. Doesn't look great there. No. Um, um, the Hawks are the only team that I would really even think he should go to. Uh, would be happy for him to go to because he, yeah. you know, hometown. Yeah. They're, hometown, they're not, got, they have an garbage. established star. I mean, he, I, I know I joke about Trey Young. He's not one of the best players in the league, but he is a star. Sure. Uh, and he needs all the help he can get. Uh, yeah, somebody's got to play defense because he doesn't. Right. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, I think four might be a little bit high, but you know, Chicago at least would be a big market. Uh, sure. There'd be eyeballs on them. Hopefully it's not Cleveland or Detroit or New York. Oof. Uh, Oof. The only plus thing with New York is if Jared's playing. But, sure. Uh, I think everybody, everybody's hope is that he sneaks up there uh, to the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there, then there's the uh, nightmare if you want him to go high, but ideal situation uh, coaching-wise at number 11 with the Spurs. Um, I think that might be a good fit for him. But Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a like Spurs player through and through, like a guy that just works, doesn't, you know, it's not, not super flashy or anything. He's the next Tim Duncan. As far as yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody's got, I mean, they lost that with Kawhi, but. Yeah, he's not a weirdo like either one of those guys are. <laughs> um, it's a shame that Kawhi didn't work out there because they're, I mean, they're known for their, their like weirdo, mar- uh, like marquee player. They had David Robinson, who's kind of a weirdo for it by NBA standards. They had Tim Duncan, who's kind of a weirdo by NBA standards. And then they had Kawhi, who's a super weirdo by anybody's standards, I think. <laughs> the board man. Uh, and then, you know, Pop is... The weirdo among NBA coaches. Yeah. Well, let's get into what we actually brought nerd here for. Uh, let's talk a little bit of recruiting. Uh, I mean, I think we've hit before on last year's class. Um, you know, they're, they're all on campus now. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, nerd. Everybody is on campus, correct? Yeah, everyone. Uh, I believe everyone made it to campus. I don't okay. remember of any that didn't. That, and that does that include the guy that reclassified? He just arrived Sunday, so okay. he's he's going through the. Apparently, there's like a mandatory uh, acclimation process or something. He's yeah. he's going through right now. Um, but yeah, he's there. The, I the hope they make him go through Camp Eagle. Probably, oh, probably the... <laughs> that poor guy. He'll decommit. <laughs> uh, well, so there there are a, a couple of guys that have. You know, look good uh, as as far as we can tell. I mean, we haven't seen anything from practice or really gotten any news out of it. But it sounds like Tank is everything he's been hyped up to be. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, it was interesting. Bo mentioned when they were asked uh, about young guys. He only mentioned three guys. One was, which is apparently his, the way he spelled it, to say it is uh, Shale. I think it's Shale Garnett, the the freshman quarterback. Who makes sense because he works with them. He's, I think he was a part of our uh, recruit or Star Wars character game. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, the other two he mentioned was Tank at running back and uh, Zavian or Sevian. I don't know how to fully pronounce the capers at wide receiver. So I do think that's pretty telling of who's at least stood out to him at the, in the first week of practice. But you're right, not much has come out. I mean, there hasn't even been like people, you know, usually with these practices, someone's like, you know, my dad's uncle attended practice and he told me that they saw these things on like there's not even that going out right now <laughs> yeah I, I have a feeling uh guess the guest list is extremely limited uh currently for practice which this I, I think we talked about this before but this is like gus's like dream scenario <laughs> like he has an excuse to keep everyone out of practice so that he can hide everything <laughs> doesn't have to tell anybody anything the the only clips from practice are the 90 second yeah, uh, highlight reels. That Some of the videos that only show you like two seconds of a play. Oh, that was a good cut, I think. <laughs> um, but we can rely on Nerd to extrapolate from those 90 second videos. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, that three second run tank made it looked like Dalvin <laughs> Cook in, a, in an Auburn uniform. So I think <laughs> they can follow us pretty easily from there. Now we did hear a uh, tight end, like four tight ends caught passes or something. Yeah, like that. they. I think they said like five passes were completed, and I think each of the freshmen got one. I know Frazier got one. There's like a oh. picture of him catching the ball, <laughs> so, so you know it's real. I I still am just my jaw dropped every time I realize how big he is. Yeah, like, no, I'm looking at the commit list right now. He's he's six seven two fifty as a high school. Yeah, and and if you watch his tape, he it's. A lot of tight end film, what you watch is you watch these guys at the 20 yard line, like they're at the red zone and they throw up a ball into the, mm-hmm. into the back corner and he jumps over two guys. Yeah. yeah. They're just rebounding it pretty much. Yeah. You watch Frazier's film and they, they're throwing it to hit, they're throwing it to like on a slant or like a, just a hitch Ooh. and he's catching it, turning and outrunning the defense to, uh, to the end zone. He's, he's, uh, I don't think Auburn's had – I mean, I think the closest talent Auburn's had like that just in that type of body is probably uh, Uzuma. But I, I'm not sure – I think Frazier could have more speed, top-end speed. I thought C- you were going to say Lorenzo Diamond. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he kind of – that kind of sounds like a Mike Evans type uh, type guy. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I think he's even bigger than Evans. Uh yeah, I mean he's 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 it's a lot of nightmares of that game in 2013 of just except, tunnel except screen, tunnel guy, screen, tunnel yeah. screen. Except this guy's played football before, Mike Evans. I, I think yeah. just I'll just, I'll just figure this out as I got here and just bomb on yeah. <laughs> everybody, literally everybody. Yeah, no, and then you have on the other side of the schedule, you have Pegues, who's literally listed at six to three hundred pounds. Good lord. But I know in the past, I don't know if it's still there, but he's he's been legitimately clocked at a four six in the past. So, uh, it, in terms of just how's he not playing like guard or something? It, well, I think there's all sorts of like I know there's quite a few teams that wanted him at defensive line, and it wouldn't shock me if by the end of his career he was a defensive yeah. line. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> Garner's over there like God, get this guy on but my side of the ball. <laughs> he's he's Gus's shiny new toy, so he's not going over there anytime. Anytime yet, I fully expect at least one wildcat snap. Oh yeah, man, because I mean, he's he's Gus definitely snap. the one. Once the uh, NCAA rosters get updated from Operation Sports, where I'm just going to run the entire offense through him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting because I think, uh, but just going back to the freshman period, you know, Tank Capers, 
have both mentioned, there's been talk about uh, the two freshman defensive linemen, Zakevius Walker, uh, who Auburn's coaching staff apparently saw him a lot of Marlon Davidson and his just Ooh, man. Uh, general makeup, just not playing in my language, his attitude and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Jay Hardy's the other one that I, I think there's been some buzz about. Um, and then Damio. Damio's the Juco kid. He's been, he's gotten a ton of hype. I mean, I think I'll be shocked if he's not starting. Uh, and that's not a shot. That's, I think Pritchett's got a chance to be a pretty good player, but there's a lot of just that this kid's a physical freak. So, obviously, all the freshmen are going to be super good. I mean, that's that's how it always is. Every every <laughs> freshman is clearly going to be the next great great freshman. So. All freshmen, all Americans, right? Yeah. And now that we can't see them, it's even more on track. So, oh, yeah. It's going to be a very interesting for freshmen because, you know, usually you like worry about them going on the road to like Death Valley or something like that and having to play. play. Yeah. But but now, I mean, it's just a weird vibe. Like they'll, they'll go these places and it won't really be a big deal. It'll just be a different field that they're on, and that's it. That that's the only home field advantage anybody's going to have. Is they just they, didn't have to travel the the night before. Yeah, right. And uh, Gus even said that because they were able to do walkthroughs, like this new ruling around since they missed spring, that this freshman, that this is the most prepared freshman class at least in terms of like they've already got the install in. Like they've they they understand the basics of the systems. That's why they're able to scrimmage just this quickly. Uh, because it's definitely going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a weird, I mean, it was obviously going to be a weird year, but it's just even weirder when you like actually start seeing it unfold. Yeah. Uh, and because you're really not going to have any idea what this team looks like until they hit the field. Cause you know, the depth chart is going to come out. It's going to have like eight oars. (laughs) Every player will be listed. Like we really (laughs) won't know until they play. Well, Gus won't know who his running back is until yeah. four weeks in. Though, with the with the shortened schedule, maybe he'll know uh, three weeks in instead of, of the usual four. Somebody's gonna just put up 150 against Georgia, and they'll be the guy. Man, yeah. <laughs> the 2020 will be okay if Tank Bigsby rushed for 150 50 yards on Georgia. You know, oh, you know. I think man. I think I could I could live with with stomach like that. Week two freshman running for 150 on Georgia. Incredible. Well, let's uh, let's look at the 2021 class Uh, starting to come together the last couple weeks. Um, It was a little slow over the summer, but yeah, I picked up a couple commits and then uh, as is tradition, everybody fell back in the rankings. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Rivals (laughs) took a dump on the class today. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, even for rival standards, which is which is pretty low anyway. But yeah, no, the, the class is definitely coming up. I think what's been interesting about this cycle is that it's been very kind of uh, start and stop for Auburn. I think they entered May, or they were about to leave the month of May with like four commits. It was a very small class. There was kind of some concerns. You're watching other teams start to pile up commits, most notably Tennessee, uh, just land commit after commit. And then Auburn had three pop in one day, which I've not seen happen at Auburn. Uh, and and by June they had at, they had doubled the size of the class, um, but then things went cold again. Like the month of July, they had some tough misses that that month. There were some guys I think that Auburn thought were coming, um, most notably the Bama commit uh, Christian Leary, um, who in, who ended up going elsewhere. And he had Kitchens, Cameron Kitchens, go to Miami, and then it kind of picked back up in August. He had the double boom on on uh, on August first, which you know Rodney Garner, you never you can. 
other positions can give your heartburn when you're watching the recruiting unfold, but defensive line is not one of them, and he's already got most of his pieces in place. Yeah, I swear we were we were talking in our uh, staff group chat about, oh, you know, what's going on with the defensive line? Like, Garner hasn't added anybody in a while. We, we kind of need some commits there, and sure enough, the next day it was bam, yeah. just picking and- up the guys. And you know that one of these guys is eventually going to turn into an outstanding offensive lineman, probably, you know, a really good tackle or guard. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, that was, it was a big, you know, uh, the, the two pickups, the first, you had Marquise Robinson, who fits that mold of Dante Russell and Tyrone Truesdale, the, the gap plugger that's going to allow Lee Hunter Auburn's uh, highest rated commit to feast because uh, he's going to be eating double teams. And then you got another, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, it's like a Tebeki Akoli, uh, which I just want to throw out there. Okay. You know, I'm a pretend expert, but to be a pretend expert, you every now and then have to guess right. And I was the only one that had this guy in a uh, class prediction uh, over the summer. So I'm just going to give myself a big Look, pat back. I mean, you just, you did the legwork. You had the sources. Yeah, I did. I worked the sources. You, you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I just I just grinded on the phone. I just, <laughs> I just grinded my phone until it gave me an answer. I think that's I think that's how this works. Um, but really he work work pretty hard, right? You uh, you troll. Uh, I, I don't know troll. details. I don't know if we don't need to get into details or anything. You know, <laughs> okay, all right. I don't want to burn any sources here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I would I would de- deeper than that's probably advisable. But you know, uh, but as for the kid himself, uh, he's. He's another fascinating. I mean, he's he's another. I, I don't know if he personally was born in Nigeria, but his family is originally from Nigeria, and he only just recently started playing football. I think last year was the first time he did eleven on eleven. Uh, he's from Missouri, um, and it, he could play. I, he could play everywhere. Like I'm not really sure where he's going to grow into because he's still so kind of raw. But uh, I, that commitment was the first time I've ever actually visited visited a Nebraska board, a Nebraska message board. <laughs> Cause this was a kid that was like their guy. This was like the top defensive lineman on their, on their board. Aww. And uh, it was pretty fun to watch Nebraska fans melt over Auburn recruiting. It's not something you see a lot of on Scott um, Frost day too. Oh yeah. Oh, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So got both of those. And then recently Auburn's picked up two more commits in the, in the secondary. Um, one's a Juco, uh, Kamal Hayden. Um, I, I think Auburn has, the, the plan has always been for Auburn to take one Juco in this class. And my, my assumption is that's because they expect at least one member of this talented junior DB class to go to the NFL, someone like McCreary or Sherwood or something like that. And so they can have someone that can step in day one. Hayden can play all over the place. Wiry kid. He's long. He's another, another big body. And then the most recent commit was uh, like a few months ago, this would have just been, you know, everybody expected it when it happened because it, it the, all the crystal balls and all those things had flipped over to Auburn for this. But three months ago, this would have been insane. But uh, Amari Harvey, who's a four-star safety, he attends Florida State University School. And they are the Seminoles. And they have literally Florida State's uniform. But they're high school. But they're high school. Okay. Uh, In Tallahassee. Uh, You know, recently, maybe they're about the same level as as Florida State. Uh, (laughs) But uh, probably a little bit better offensive line. Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, but this was a kid that they had, I mean, banking on as a guy that would be in their class. Uh, but 
Wesley McGriff and and per uh, I think it was Keith, Keith Niebuhr talked about this was what uh, Al Pogue was a big part. He's the area recruiter for this kind of helped Auburn get things going. And so that was a big pickup because this is a kid that can play anywhere in the back end. He'll probably stick at, at, at I think he'll, he's more of a free safety. He works best uh, playing deep and, and reacting to the quarterback and coming downhill. But uh, that was a big one. And he's good buddies with um, Kool-Aid. He's, he's good friends with uh, Jaquincy McKinstry. He's already working on him. So, this this defensive class has a chance to be if some proper dominoes fall, it's got a chance to be a, one of the better ones Auburn's pool, and, that, and that's saying something, at least on paper, and that's kind of saying something, especially after last year's class. Cool. Well, it'll be good to add to the uh, the basketball depth with the recruiting class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaking so, of, so there, speaking of a highlight, uh, did isn't he the one that had the uh, Auburn uh, towel? He did. He had, he, had, he had LSU gloves on and an Auburn towel. Interesting. Uh, uh, and his, his, his good buddy, uh, Jeremiah, a.k.a. Scooby Williams, was also sporting an Auburn towel. So, you know, who knows? Who knows well, what that a, means? There's a highlight from their game this past weekend because, you know, high school football is just full steam ahead. Um, <laughs> where Yellow. <laughs> It's Armani Goodwin just blew right by him uh, in the secondary, right? Uh oh. So it was like a seventy-yard touchdown run for Hewitt Trussell there. It Goodwin has the you know the bad thing. That's Lydia's about- favorite school, Hewitt Trussell. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, shout out. Oh, yes. uh, Goodwin is has the the bad part of being one of the, like the first commits is people tend to like forget about you, like they stop talking about you. I remember that used to happen with Gatewood and Shivers. Where it was like these guys get on so early that people kind of forget about him. Plus, he was injured last year, and so I think a lot of people forget this dude is really, really good. Uh, I mean, this is not a deep running back class. Uh, there's there's three or four legitimate elite backs, and he's one of them. Um, and uh, he he put on a show. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people, including himself, are kind of concerned. Like, is it going to be back full speed? What has he got? And he just obliterated Pennsylvania. Yeah, and one of them is him running by Kool Aid. And there's another play later on where where Kool Aid takes a business decision to not take <laughs> on uh, head on because he's a load too. Uh, yeah, that that kid that kid's a stud. Um, well, those highlights, I'm sure we'll see them uh, make the rounds again over the next couple of years. Either because it's like, man, you know, this was just two great Auburn players just going at it. You know, back in the high school days, or because you know it was just Armani Goodwin. Uh, punking them because uh, Kool Aid's playing at LSU or Bama or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, I, I didn't expect him to have such a strong, as strong a performance as he did because Spencer Valley's a solid program, um, and he just ran right through him. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, let's take a break real quick. And we're back. All right. So, you know, one of the things that uh, I like to do on here, especially when when Crow's here, but we can do this without him, uh, is to just see what you guys, uh, if you're keeping up with what's going on in the the football world. Um, let's let's see if you guys realize how close games are, how close we are to actual college, theoretical college football. Okay. Uh. Do either of you know when the first games are? The first FBS football game is? 
September. No, UAB's got one. Sixth. Does UAB have one like this weekend or something crazy? (laughs) Not quite this weekend, although I think there is an FCS game uh, this weekend. I don't have that one on the calendar, but Thursday, September 3rd. Oh, we are about a, so about a week out from when you're listening to this. It'll be football season. You, we have you, two two in-state programs uh, not playing each other, but USA will be playing Southern Miss and Central Arkansas will be playing UAB. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll wow. be back on the field theoretically. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and then there's there's a decent slate that first Saturday on the on the fifth Labor Day weekend. Um, yeah, we'll see. Crows SMU will be playing Texas State, uh, ULM and Troy. Look, I mean, the, the three biggest programs in the state of Alabama are all playing Labor Day weekend. So, uh, <laughs> just going to leave that there. There you go. Uh, Arkansas State, Memphis, MTSU Army, uh, Houston Baptist, North Texas. Yeah, a little Texas rivalry, I think. Interesting. BYU Navy on Monday on Labor Day. Uh, any, any of that pique your interest? I might watch BYU Navy. Yeah, that's an interesting matchup. Yeah, I'm probably just watch. Army is the first one game comes own. on. I'm just going to watch it just out of just out of respect. <laughs> you watch that USA. Well, it might, so it might be the only football. Might be the only time everyone breaks out with COVID <laughs> after the game. But. Uh, that that MTSU Army game is definitely one of my like NCAA 14 dynasty. Like, two of those programs I've used. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it really gets kicked off the next weekend after that, right? That's when. So the weekend after that, um, upset special, we've got UAB going to Miami on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I will definitely be watching that one. Um, but yeah, the ACC and big 12 both kick off on the 12th. Um, does, is that, is that when Florida state plays? When's the weekend? Do they play Jacksonville state? On that opening weekend, because um, I really want to watch that one. I'm fascinated by that one. I'm looking. I don't even see. Hang on. Maybe they're not. No, they're playing Georgia Tech opening weekend. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. I guess I knew Jeff Collins was there last year. We'll have to figure out what the uh, what the supposed game day would be for each of these weeks. You know. I, yeah, what, I, I think it would be kind of funny if they decided do? to go to campus, but you you couldn't have anybody there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just set up the yeah. stage, no one behind it. So uh, weird. Yeah, I mean, not, not a lot of good games that first weekend. Um, it's mostly a lot of these ACC schools and Big Twelve schools playing their plus one game. Okay. I mean, if you're into Duke, Notre Dame, or uh, could watch Clemson wipe the floor with Wake Forest. Really, I think the primetime game is that UAB Miami game. Wow. <laughs> okay, so then it really doesn't get cooking until the next, the following weekend. Uh, Clemson <laughs> Citadel. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> BYU plays Army. There's another BYU versus Academy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you would think that the ACC would take advantage of non-SEC weekends. Like, you get three weeks before the SEC. Oh, they're, they're taking advantage of it. They know what's coming. Yeah, they're like, they're like let's we're gonna serve some people up, uh, you know, just serve some coastal coastal teams up just to just to get things rolling, get people excited again. 
Look, I guess if Clemson's entire schedule is only Wake Forest and the Citadel, and then they have to cancel the season, I mean, national champs. They'll be national champs <laughs> by winning their games by an average of sixty points. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is uh, going to be depressing if that's how that ends up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But you know Bama will claim it though. Of course. And so what's, speaking of Bama, uh, what's going on with the dorms over there right now? It's kind of a breaking news story. So, after look looking into it a little bit, it it appears that they've there's a, a Burke, which uh, uh, is a dorm I'm familiar with. It's Burke West. Uh, it um, they're consolidating some of the, some of the dorms they have vacancies in a lot of the other dorms uh as well as uh burke also had a ton of vacancies in it apparently which uh the last time i was there was also the case so is they that are an apartment style dorm or is that traditional like so, hill or quad style i think burke um yeah like they had they don't i can't remember i think they have <laughs> Shared bathrooms there. Okay. I think. Um, I don't know. Haley lived in a few different dorms. She was an RA at Burke, well, though. Hey, bring her on the show. We need a, an expert. <laughs> She's asleep. Uh, but uh, they um, <laughs> they are consolidating those dorms. Uh, and they're, they just notified these kids today that they are moving out in the morning. Uh, and so... Uh, they have to get all their stuff packed up tonight. And um, there's been a lot of people freaking out about it. What it what it really is is that this dorm must have had the the most vacancies in it. And so they're able to clear it out easier so they can use it for isolation rooms. Uh, okay. For people with COVID on campus. That, that, that appears to be what they're actually doing with this. So just so, pack all the sick ones in there together. Right. Don't let them mingle with the rest of the population. Now, the issue is they're moving people out and just throwing them in rooms with other people, like splitting up roommates, um, <laughs> which uh, the, a parent of one of them who is an actor in Huntsville uh, <laughs> pointed out. Real that, good, uh, good stage scene there. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he did make a good point that his daughter and her roommate like know where they've been. So they, they're able to, you know, to know that neither one of them has COVID, but now they're just getting tossed in with people they don't know. Uh, cause they got split up. They're not, they're not going to be roommates anymore. So, I mean, the, the perfect game to play during a pandemic is speed dating for college roommates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just mix everybody up, make sure they all get to know each other. Yeah, some of these people are going to be right back in in Burke uh, in isolation after they. Look, uh, if, I, if I knew uh, I got told today and I was moving tomorrow, um, I mean, what time do the bars open? <laughs> not worried about packing. Yeah, um, that uh, yeah the the COVID has made things weird. I I'm guessing they had so many vacancies because people had opted out of going to campus. Uh, or whatever. I don't. I, I would assume so. Yeah. Um, at the last minute. Um, I don't think Burke was a freshman dorm, but I, you know, things could be much different. My wife graduated uh, a million years ago now, so. You know. 
Well, <laughs> I, hey, she graduated before I did. I was about to say, just because she got done in four years. Even though, oh, she got done in three. <laughs> oh, okay, even better. <laughs> yeah. um, she could have got two degrees before you did. Yeah, well, <laughs> she does have two degrees. but <laughs> Okay, well. <laughs> she didn't finish them both before I did my one, though. Uh, but yeah, that that's what's going on there. Um, hopefully, Auburn is planned a little better than having to move it, people out in the middle of the night. It feels like it, <laughs> but you know, I don't want to assume. Right. It it does feel like we're kind of right behind Tuscaloosa. I mean, they closed the door, uh, closed the bars. What was it yesterday? Yeah. For two oh, yeah. two three weeks. And as you're and, listening to this, Auburn has probably closed right. theirs as well. Yeah, their city council's having some meetings, and yeah, um, uh, I'll put it this way: they've already had a vote. Their their public vote, uh, I actually their public vote probably happened tonight, but I haven't seen anything yet. So, okay. well, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I would kind of expect Auburn to be right behind them on that. Um, maybe now, Opelika too. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. You know, I I think. Tuscaloosa closed theirs for two weeks. I'm not really sure what they expect to happen in two Just weeks. Just flatten. You got to flatten the curve. Just oh, yeah. Flatten the curve right. real quick. Okay. okay. Yeah, real quick. Flatten the curve. Uh, you know, get some public education going on. Teach yeah. everybody how to wash their hands, social distance. Um, and, and it'll all be fine. I think I have mentioned this on the pod already before, but the one thing this uh, the pandemic has taught me is that nobody washed their hands before, and I'm a little grossed out by it. Because <laughs> you you still can't find soap, uh, and you you're still only limited to one thing when you can, uh, and that was never the case before, which tells me no one was washing their hands. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in two weeks the virus will still be here, and those same people are still going to want to go to the bar. So I I, I guess it's buying time. Um, yeah, but what did we say six months ago? You know, shutting down for a month was supposed to buy time, right? When you buy time, you've got to do something with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But. Uh, that the some office on campus passed uh, our some sort of rule student that, affairs. Yeah. Yeah. Some some official sounding thing that's probably not <laughs> that uh, powerful. Oh yeah, it, it's uh, the Department of Student Affairs said that they no gatherings, you know, no uh, campus related events of fifty or more people until October tenth. Which the immediate question was, well, okay, what about football? And well, that doesn't count. Not, a, not an hour later, there was a statement of, this doesn't affect football. Don't worry, guys. They're I, exempt. I, I wonder they're, they're if, sick. what about the big auditorium classes? Like, for football uh, practice? No, like, for, for classes. Like, you know, some of those giant auditoriums hold more than 100 people. Uh I think a lot of those might have already been moved online. I know they've been doing a lot of a few ones. Uh, like there's already like a number of classes people. Damn. Only like there's only like a few classes people are actually going you into if right now could, on campus. If only I could have taken chemistry online, I might be a pharmacist yeah. right now. <laughs> That's the only thing that held you back. You yeah. Know, was physically being present there. <laughs> it reminds well, me of the I conversation can... we had about uh, alternate universes where we went to the schools that sent us uh mail in high school oh yeah of what you know what are other options what other timelines would have been I'd be i a, didn't get anything hardly from anybody except for i think miami you're wearing a robe out in sewanee up there in the mountains <laughs> you know i'd be a giant uh uh state fan be the starkville's biggest proponent right now if, uh, 
You might have been the bag man that got uh, Cam Newton there. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would be sure that my childhood team, Auburn, cheated me and my Bulldogs out of a national championship right now. Even though we were the allegedly, one player allegedly, right yeah, allegedly. Well, I, <laughs> oh, I would be convinced. <laughs> oh, it's random off topic. Y'all, breaking news. I don't know if y'all have seen this this week. Turns out Cam Newton's still a good quarterback. Oh, speaking of him, really? See, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, I thought been... Jarrett Stidham might beat him out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of character concerns with Cam, you know, in comparison to Stidham. But, uh, but no, it turns out, you know, he still can he could still play football at a decent level. They should uh, require uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme to play every time the Panthers logo appears on screen anywhere this season. Uh, for what they've done. It has been, I've been like kind of paying attention to the Patriots fan base, which has been an interesting experience through this, just because I was like, when especially Stidham, and they spent a lot of months convincing themselves Stidham was, was Brady. was like, I'm going to be the next Brady. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then they had to just have to do yeah. with the fact that, uh, well, I guess they don't play in Boston, but you know, they're, they're Boston. Yeah. They're okay. Playing Hartford, where they play. <laughs> Uh, Foxborough, yeah, Foxborough, oh. and then very suddenly now they're having to adjust to this to the actual real world, where <laughs> turns out Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Jared Stidham. And I like Stidham. I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Stidham, but but the question he's not is, Cam is Newton. better than Brian Hoyer. <laughs> now that's where it gets questioned. You know, grittiness, you know, lunch pail attitude. Uh, those are things that Cam's got to get over if he's gonna if he's gonna beat out someone like Hoyer. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't. I don't know what kind of weapons the Patriots have, but they are known for having a better uh, football uh, program than the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, I'm all sure. I know is that whatever weapons they have will work properly. Yeah, they don't know their names, but they'll they'll oh. they'll do what they're supposed to do. Auburn fans will know their names. Will Hastings still? Uh, is still, still there? Well, he's he got cut, team. and then he got immediately brought that's right, back. That's right. That's right. That's right. Is he on the scout team, though? So he'll be spending a lot of he'll be spending a lot of time with his friend uh, Jarrett. <laughs> uh, hey, Stidham used to be a wide receiver. You remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Might be a weapon. <laughs> got to get him on the field somehow. Yeah, that. But that's uh, that's good news. Uh, the. Uh, Rehabilitation of Cam Newton has uh yeah. <laughs> is working out for him, so that's good. <laughs> Imagine writing him off. Imagine writing uh, Cam Newton off. Writing him off. First, I mean, Cam first, Newton first going from from one yeah. program that uh, you know maybe their relationship had soured and goes to another program and uh, it all kind of clicks. Hmm. Uh, so hmm. yeah, there's nothing. That's interesting. You know what? I hate the Patriots, but there's nothing I'd like more for them for them to win a national cha- or the national <laughs> Super Bowl this year. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping the whole thing. I'm hoping he brings back Dabin. I'm hoping, <laughs> you know, Superman. Just, I mean, just pure as as Cam as it gets. I want head scarfs after every victory. Yeah, your your aunt, uh, your auntie after yeah, your, <laughs> auntie just, Cam. <laughs> Just, just, just came everywhere. All the, all the symbols, just everything. I could do without the new hair. I'm, I'm not, not a huge fan of uh, whatever he's doing there. But uh, you know what? 
if it's working, it's working. Whatever. Well, that and, uh, you know, if they let families come to Auburn games this year as part of that 20% capacity, uh, Cecil Newton will be in the stadium. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, Kalen's on our 2020, team. we're back. Does Kalen have two years of eligibility left? He's got three. Three? I, I thought he played two, no, I, two I think it's just two. I think it's just two. Sorry, my dog's losing to an imaginary creature. All right, All right. hey, dog. excited about the Newton family. She's going to wake up the whole household. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kalen's a junior, I believe. Okay. All right. So he's, I didn't realize this, and this is super random tangent, but I didn't realize he's built like a running back. He's like 5'11, 205, something crazy. Didn't get the height from his brother? No, he didn't. He did not get the height from his brother. Um, but, which is probably why he's not a, uh, a Division one quarterback, is what I would guess. He's not terribly short. 5'11 is not. No. You know, but, yeah, you know. it's not six five two thirty five. <laughs> yeah, which speaking of again, the the video they showed of Cam and Jarrett. Jarrett looks like a child next to him, <laughs> and Jarrett's like six one, right? Six foot, something somewhere in there. Yeah, I think he's like six two, six three. I think he's listed at six two. Well, not yeah. sure he's actually that tall. Uh, yeah. I, in in Patriots fans' defense, I think they spent most of last year convincing themselves that Jarrett uh, could be as good as Tom Brady and then to have to readjust to not to, to someone else coming in, I think uh, took a little, little period of transition, I suppose. Sure. Um, and then also there is the uh, reputation of uh, Boston of being sort of a, uh, a mm, we'll say unwelcoming place. <laughs> we can leave it at that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll end there. Okay. Well, uh, nice tight forty-five minute episode. <laughs> thanks for coming on, nerd. Well, that happy yeah. note. Yeah. Thanks, nerd. <laughs> yeah, we um, appreciate the uh, professional insight that we don't usually have on a show like this. But well, you know, when it comes to professionalism, you know, that's 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 right. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to grinding my phone. It's like you know. <laughs> They come up with more things. You know, I heard the pros these days actually use Venmo. I don't know if you Mm. knew that. (laughs) Yeah. To get their sources. Yeah. Just Mm. just a thought. Might help. You just just pay the recruits to tell you where they're going. But it's not like paying them to come to a certain school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no impropriety there. scoop. Interesting. I wonder wonder if I can work something out with Vox on this. You know, (laughs) they're pretty open with their wallets. Yeah, so. let's run this. Uh, let's run this by them. Maybe they'll uh, they'll be into it. You gotta, you know, you gotta pay your sources sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. even yeah, better that's one. Than we'll, we'll that's even better one than All right. <laughs> well, next week 